secret art of business? The creative side of our brain and the business side of our brain may seem like two separate entities, but they are actually interconnected and complementary. The creative side of our brain can bring fresh and innovative ideas to the table, while the business side of our brain can turn these ideas into practical and profitable solutions. By tapping into both the creative and business side of our brains, we can find a balance between risk-taking and practicality, leading to more success and fulfillment in both our personal and professional lives. I'm Katherine Lane Klein, entrepreneur and creative person, and in this podcast, we will hear success stories from people that are doing exactly that, and hopefully giving you ideas of how you can too. Welcome to the Secret Art of Business. And today my guest is Shannon Brown. She is the CEO and founder of Centric. And you really do a lot. I I pull up your website and it is, you cover a lot and I think it's so fantastic. And I want um, you to really kind of explain, you know, being in your position, you know, how did it start and what do you do there? Hi, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me. Um, As As you mentioned, I'm the CEO of Centric, and we are a full-service advertising and marketing agency, and we help businesses that are trying to reach their specific target market with different advertising and marketing tactics and help share their message about their product, service, event, or program that they might have. And how long have you been in business? So we are going to celebrate 16 years in August. Yeah, very (laughs) exciting. And we, um, Centric came about Actually, last summer, we did our own rebrand on the agency, which was very interesting because we did a what we do for clients that uh, we did for ourselves last year. So um, it was very interesting and really enlightening and inspiring because the team all participated in that. I would imagine because I'm going to guess 16 years ago, um, it probably started almost as a very different business. I know mine did because uh, I have a staffing and recruiting company and we place marketing people, but 18 years ago, it was just copywriters and graphic designers. I mean, that's all we did. And then the web exploded and changed everything. So how was it for you when you first started? Well, 16 years ago, I was at my kitchen table. (laughs) That's how it started. (laughs) Um, And I was consulting. And as, you know, consulting clients on different marketing efforts and, you know, communication tactics, advertising, anything that they needed support on, And we just blew up. And so I started adding team members um, monthly, yearly. And here we are, you know, going into our 16th year with 20 employees that are just creative rock stars. That is so fantastic. That's so great. Now, I know you didn't start being a a CEO and founder. You were a kid at one time, like we all were. And so, of course, my favorite question is ask people, what did you do as a kid to be creative or innovative or just to have fun? I love that question. Um, I still feel like I'm a kid at heart. (laughs) I'm very (laughs) playful still. But the things that I love to do, so I loved, as a kid, I loved the holidays. Um, I was the one that always wanted to do the Easter egg coloring, you know, the snowflake making for um, Christmas. I wanted to carve the pumpkins. I always had, the holidays meant so much to me because I come from a big family. But I always loved that creative aspect. And then in between that, one of the things that I loved to do was play games. I just, any game that I could get my hands on, I loved it because you had to be really clever Mm -hmm. and creative on how you were going to win. And (laughs) I just, I love that. So to this day, we have a huge pantry full of games that we still um, play with, you know, my, my family. 
That's so funny because, I mean, what better practice as a kid to eventually become a business owner than to start playing board games and figure out how to win? <laughs> I feel like it's yes. that. Yeah, it's a lot of strategy. Daily, you know? <laughs> You're just sitting there like, okay, my next move. I <laughs> what I need Monopoly. on the dice Monopoly is a five. five for this next roll. <laughs> it's so awesome. So true. Um, let me ask this, though, because, and I don't, I just realized I, I probably should ask more entrepreneurs this question is what made you decide to start a business? Um, oh, you I, love the kitchen table, so I remember that table. <laughs> yeah. I um, remember telling my mom by the time I'm 30, I am going to start my own business. And she's like, okay, oh, wow. you can do it. And yeah. So I had, I had my mindset, um, that that's, that's what was going to happen. So I was in radio at the time I did, I created all of the sales promotions and campaigns to help clients, uh, promote their products or services that they had. And I would also produce events at the station. And I just, I just loved it. I, I loved everything about it. The thing that made me want to stop doing that was the station that I worked for. It was an amazing station, but it was the only thing we could offer the clients that we were talking to. Oh, and I knew there were so many other things we could be doing. And I almost, I felt like it was a disservice for me to be sitting at the table saying, this is, this is your entire plan. This is what you should be doing. When I knew, gosh, they should be doing these events. They should be on TV. You know, there was just all oh of God. these different opportunities and that it just clicked. And I said, that's it. I am going to go help these businesses do marketing, whatever fits best for them. No cookie cutter, no one station. Um, I'm going to help them pick the best mediums that will help achieve their goals. You just have like the perfect visionary entrepreneur mind um, and that you're just constantly like, okay, but what if, what if, let's just try this and just kind yeah. of see what happens. And, you know, and you basically did it. So that's good for you. That is so great. Yeah, that's thank you. You've yeah. really, <laughs> you passed a number of milestones in business, which are just fantastic. Um, all right. So you, um, you know, you played your board games, you started your business, everything's going great, we'll say. And um, what do you do now that really still starts, sparks creativity in you? You know, is it still involved in the business or do you do something that's completely separate? Um, cause you said you still play board games, which I love. Yep. Um, so <laughs> what do. else do you do? Yeah. So, okay. Don't laugh, but, um, I love cartoons. So <laughs> I, I love to watch cartoons. I, I, I just, I think too. the, yeah, the creativity and the animation mm -hmm. and I just, I don't know. It just puts me in a happy place. It makes me laugh. Um, I, uh, I'll, I do a lot of photography. So I, um, will go on walks and take pictures of nature. And that, that really helps stimulate my brain. I I'm a big color person. Mm -hmm. Um, I love color. And as a kid, I actually used to go to the paint store and pick all these colors that I loved on the paint samples. And to mm -hmm. this day, I still do that. I will walk past a, you know, the wall where all the paint samples are. And I just yes, stop yes. and embrace myself and all the color. I think color really helps, um, amplify your creativity because mm -hmm. it, it just gets your, it gets my brain stirring right on ideas. Um, so when I'm out walk, walking in nature and I'm taking these photos, I'm always identifying where the colors are, where the blooms are with the flowers, you know, we're in San Diego. So 
it's year round. We have blooms year round um, to be able to capture that. That I mean, yeah, we could we could totally talk for hours on this because you have just described a lot of things that I do too. Like, you know, I'll be over at the the paint display because I just want to see what colors are pretty. <laughs> and, right? Yeah, and collect them. Because <laughs> it just, you know, it affects your mood. And like you said, I didn't even think about it yes. necessarily inspiring, but I think it does that too. You know, it's like, what am I going to do with these? What, you know, what, what can I create from this? But that's, that's a really good thing. But the other thing I want to touch upon too is, um, your love for cartoons. I need to ask mm-hmm. if you have a favorite. Oh gosh. I, so old school, right? Cause growing up, but the whole, um, <clears throat> Bugs Bunny, <laughs> Roadrunner, um, Yosemite Sam. I mean, those are my, <laughs> those are my favorites. Um, and then, you know, we have a daughter and, so we, as she was growing up, you know, we were watching, um, I was having her watch those cartoons as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, I was taking classical my- music. I mean, when you think about it, yeah. how, how do we learn right. all about all that stuff? What's Bugs Bunny <laughs> teaching us about yeah, that? I actually think that the classic, the classic cartoons are much better, in my opinion, than the, the, the ones um, that are, are around now. I just think they were more, just more action. There was a lot more mm-hmm. action. Um and I, I really liked the, the way that they looked, like just the look of the cartoons. I'm really, um, again, going back to that color, that brightness, the kind yes. of I mean, like stuff <clears> that, <throat> that maybe yeah. shouldn't even go together, but yet they look really cool, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally get that. I didn't think about that, but I, I didn't, again, because why was a Roadrunner purple when you think about it? But it probably looked really good against the brown sand and everything. <laughs> right? You could, you could do a whole podcast series on color. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And just, you know, which ones go together, how it affects your mood, which ones make you angry, you know, something like that, or bring you joy. That's funny. Um, Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned, like, you know, um, and I used my daughter as an excuse for a long time to see a lot of cartoons, especially the theater Mm -hmm. when she was growing up. And I didn't want to like, you know, some of the Disney movies just because I'm like, oh, well, I'm an adult and Disney movies, come on. But I'm the nerd that sits there and watches, oh, my God, did you see that? I wonder how long it took him to draw, draw that. That's so beautiful and stuff like that. It's like you're, you're supposed to be watching this for the story. Like, no, I watch it because it's – I think it's just really beautiful in a lot of cases. Or I, I don't know how they did it. Um, there's, like, some uh, animes that are like that as well that come out of Japan or whatever. And I'm just like, that is just – I mean, it's so beautiful. How could you – the stories are great, but, you know, when it's – put together with really, really great animation. Um, it just makes it such an experience. 100%. I think you nailed it when you said, you know, you're supposed to be watching the the program, but you're actually looking at the detail. And yeah. I do that all day long. And I think sometimes it drives my family crazy because I, I am one that loves to watch commercials. Like I don't change the commercial. I love watching commercials to see what they're doing to try to get somebody's attention, right? What are they doing to solve a problem? Um, I, I'm looking at it from the marketing perspective and I just, I, I love them. I never turn them off. I actually had a proud moment when my daughter was five sitting on the couch with me. She would let me watch the commercials. <laughs> and she actually, after the, after the commercial ended, she analyzed it and I thought, Oh my goodness. Like here, here's my legacy, right? She's going to take over my agency someday. This is amazing. Um, but she's going to use her creativity in another way. She's going to go into, um, supply chain management, but there's still, 
Yeah, but you still have to be creative, right? You have to be you clever do. and think you of do. ways to pivot. Yeah. Yeah. So, And I, I think that's a really, you know, important statement that you just made in using your creativity in other ways. I think um, people think that using your creativity is kind of like what we do. Um, I was in marketing for 15 years and, you know, you were graphic designer, you made things, you know, you're doing, you know, that and more. And people think you need to be like that artist type, but creativity is everywhere. And just like you said, in logistics, you have to be creative and anything in running a business, you have to be creative. It's about, um, you know, trying to find that innovative new way to do something or creative problem solving. All of that is included, which is why I really like to talking to people who not only, you know, kind of are flooded with creativity like yourself, but then the ones are, I'm just like, how did you even do that? <laughs> you right? created this thing, this widget, and it's changing the world. Or it's like one of those things that everybody has to have, or it's, it just solves such a great problem. I'm like, this is, this innovation is just mind blowing. Um, yeah, I agree. Said, I can kind of tie this back into a, a great question for you. And that, what is your ideal client like? Our um, ideal client? Um, mm-hmm. We, we have, so our vision is to inspire individuals and enrich communities. So anybody that we work with, um, they need to fit into that because that's what drives the passion for us. We really want to make a difference in people's lives. We want to, we want to, uh, you know, be able to provide them the best things for betterment for their, for their individuality or their community. So we look for clients that are doing that, whether, you know, through whether it's through a product, a service, a program or an event. Um, we, that's how we select our clients. And we, our whole team is just behind it and embraces our vision. And it really drives the passion for how we market to people and how we engage with people. That's really, really neat. I like that vetting process because I think in doing that, you are working with exactly not only people that you know you can help, but they're probably mm-hmm. quite wonderful people. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're, you know, really then involved in the community and things like that. Yes. Um, so for example, let's just, let's just say ideal client contacts you. What are some of the things that your company can do for them? So we have, we offer a variety of services. Um, so we'll do a, you know, a discovery call to understand what they're trying to accomplish, um, who they're trying to reach. And then we can create different tactics around digital marketing, um, traditional marketing, which, you know, traditional, uh, it's interesting. The younger generations don't really know traditional marketing and that's, mm-hmm. I'll spell it out if someone's listening, <laughs> but it's television and radio. Well, I think, and, you know, with that traditional marketing, people yeah. have to remember that that's how some people like to be spoken to. And it is yes. about, you know, how do we reach your client? And it could be a traditional way. Like if you, yes. if there's an older organiz- group or, you know, if there's people that aren't at answering their phones, you know, how do you, how do you reach out to them? How do you get? get yeah, absolutely. So we, we like to, um, we call it our like 360 degree network ad network approach where we take traditional media, we take digital media, but then we also do outreach so that we can be out in the streets. Um, and I think that comes from my radio background when we would have street teams with nice. the radio stations nice. and it really pulls together a great um, consistency for the client that, you know, we're 
to your point, if somebody's more inclined to use traditional mediums, right, for their information versus somebody using digital, we are also out on the streets with our, you know, pop-ups, our kiosks, our, our tabling, whatever it may be, and so that we're going to hit them somehow, right? I love that. Is that, you know, considered like a guerrilla marketing in some cases or were you just like? Yes, I think, yeah, yeah the outreach piece. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That falls under PR, right? Through your social media, your organic, um, you know, boots on the streets, like we, how, what we like to say. Um, and we have an ambassador team and they are just wonderful and they go out and they love to talk to people and um, just really share the products and services our clients have to offer. Nice. Nice. All right. Um, so I'm going to just circle back a little bit to what you do in your spare time, which was the cartoons and the photography. And is your photography <laughs> just um, for walks and the, the result is they're for you? Or do you do anything else with your photography? Have you ever had a show or have you thought about that? So uh, if I can go back to high school, I actually was in the the state fair show in Arizona, oh, which was, my goodness. Uh, I love that. was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I staged this really cool shot with my friend and water and a fountain. Um, and it was showcased, which I, was amazing for me. Um, so yeah. And so actually my new project for photography is my latest, um, what I've done in the last year is with my dog, Sony, she's, she's, recently passed, but she's was 14 and was walking slower. So we weren't really exercising. We were, I was more getting her out for her, Mm -hmm, for her mm -hmm. enjoyment. And so I, I had time to stop and smell the roses really, so to speak. So I was, I have a whole series of succulents and blooms that I have taken on all of Sony's walks. And so I want to make a card collection with those, those photos and put it in her honor Um, So I already have, my vision is, you know, she'll have a picture on the back and kind of a journey of our walks. And then these cards will represent, you know, our daily walks. So I'm pretty excited to put that together. (laughs) Yeah. Did you say you're Sophie or Sony? (laughs) Sony. 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 That's what I thought. Um, So it could be Sony's walks. I mean, that could be the brand, you know, or the the theme of the whole book. I I love, or the the book. That's really beautiful. I I think people that really resonate with people. The story alone is what well, makes it. And then I know, right? And I would actually the love to. Is probably awesome too. Yeah. I would love to um, actually donate proceeds to, you know, uh, whether it's um, the Humane Society or any type of pet organization, because pets have been such a huge part of my life growing up and then my life with my family. So I think that that would be something fun to do. And, and, it, and again, it's triggering, right? More creativity. It's like, mm-hmm. this is a, a, just a fun hobby project, but I think it also just, you know, clears your mind for doing things on the business side as an yeah, entrepreneur. And, and while your business is, and I know mine to a degree is too, you, you really find out that it ends up being rewarding because you're helping people, you're changing lives yes. and you, you definitely, um, with, you know, growing their business and things like that. But then there's always still something like, I got it. I still got this thing over here. And for you, it's like the pets and it's like, mm-hmm. there's still something that's kind of unexplored. I really, really love that. And, you know, I think that is just not only just a really beautiful thing to do, but, um, the direction mm-hmm. you're going, it's, it's just again, just really lovely. Um, oh, thanks. It, I do think well, as a business owner, you really, you need other outlets, right? You really, yes. you, yes. 
you shouldn't be working 24 <laughs> seven. You should oh, be absolutely. working smart. You should have a team managed company, right? Where they are, you're, you're bringing in um, eight players to really help you scale your business. And so that you can do other things and you can be innovative and reinvent and create for other opportunities outside your business for additional businesses. Well, you could not have said it better. So I think that that is a lovely <laughs> way to wrap it up with that amazing piece of advice because yes, 100%, I agree with everything you just said. Um, Shannon, thank you so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. I will have all of your contact information in the notes to this podcast and it will be on YouTube and Spotify and Google Podcasts so far. Uh, but it, all your information will be there so people can get in touch with you if they want to help have help get help with their branding or many of the other things that you do. But like I said, that there's a vast list. You have a great team that's going to do just the perfect thing for them and you're going to go on and do some even more awesome things. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Thank you for listening to the podcast. The Secret Art of Business is supported by Portfolio Creative. Portfolio Creative is a recruiting and staffing company specializing in finding marketing talent. Go to PortfolioCreative.com to get started in finding your next marketing person or your next job. We are experts. We are creative. We are good humans. Please subscribe or follow this podcast to get the latest episodes. And let me know if there's someone you think of that would be a great guest on the show. Here we can build a community that believes creativity and drive can work together.